Welcome to episode 8 of I Quit Blank and Started Running, a podcast featuring people who turn to running as a way to overcome a particular challenge in their lives. Join me each week as I share inspiring stories of where they started, what it was that made them want to change, how running factored in, and where they are today. I'm your host, Antonia De Heinrich, and I'm excited to announce that this podcast is available on all major podcast platforms, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and Apple Podcasts, which is probably where you are listening today. If you haven't yet subscribed, I will be eternally grateful if you do so, and when you get a chance, leave me a rating and review. It would mean the world to me and my amazing guests who are all willing to share their stories with you. My guest today is Mackenzie. She's 26 years old and up until recently has battled with bulimia and with that, an addiction to laxatives. You're taking control of something and um, you know, I'm technically now still in therapy and I was probably going through a lot of different other things that I could not control. And so my way of controlling was the food that I was putting into my body and what was coming out of it or how I could look. That was like my sense of like, okay, I can't control anything else that's going on, but I can control this. So let me be extremely obsessive over it. While she ran on the cross country and track teams in high school, Mackenzie's relationship with running was certainly not a healthy one. In high school, I, you know, I did running and it kind of was a negative thing in high school just because I associated it a lot with my disorder. And so after a while, like after I got out of high school, I kind of stopped running um, because I thought it was such a negative thing. Throughout her recovery, Mackenzie rediscovered running and has reshaped her thinking around it. She was able to turn something that she used as a tool to enable her eating disorder into a passion that now helps her find mental peace and relief. Let's hear Mackenzie's story. Good morning, Mackenzie. Thank you so much for joining me today. Um, it's a beautiful, or going to be a beautiful day and a long weekend, so let's jump in with um, an introduction. What is your name, where are you from, and what do you do? Hi guys, um, my name is Mackenzie. I am from Charlotte, North Carolina. I am 26 years old and I am a property and casualty insurance agent at the moment. Cool. So when was your most recent run and how did it go? So yesterday I actually ran about three and a half miles or so. So it was a little bit of a shorter run. Um, it was actually really good. It's been very humid in Charlotte, so it's been a little bit harder to run for long distance without it being just like overly hot. But I usually get up pretty early and run. So it was actually not that bad and it just felt really good. I just really needed a good stress reliever. So it was nice to just get up and, and do a long run and just listen to my music and just kind of shit out the world for about 45 minutes or so. Nice. Yeah, I hear you. I I do love doing those things in the morning so I can start my day. <laughs> okay, so running isn't really anything super new to you, but it sounds like um, high school kind of ruined running for you, so in the interim at least. So what happened back then in high school? So um, in high school, so I'll start from the beginning. Whenever I was younger growing up and everything, I was not very athletic. Um, I tried to play a lot of different sports. My parents tried to 
put me in anything that I could just to see what I would be able to be good at. And, um, you know, I just wasn't very good at anything that had to deal with the ball. So like basketball, soccer, all that, et cetera. And so in high school, my uh, school that I went to didn't really have a lot of sports because it was a small private school, but they did have cross country and track. So I was like, well, I've never tried that. So I went out for the cross country team um, around my sophomore year of high school and just fell in love with it and really enjoyed it the first year. Um, you know, I love to run and probably was always somewhat of a runner in my younger days when I would do girls on the run in elementary school and stuff like that. But I think in high school is when it started to become more of a passion for me. But in high school, I was very influenced by what my body looked like, and I would compare myself to other girls right away. I think I was dealing with a lot of self-love issues and just body dysmorphia at a very young age, and just a lot of low confidence, and that did not help when I started to run because a lot of the girls would wear, you know, just sports bras and shorts, and I would never feel comfortable enough to just do that, and I always remember seeing the boys like looking at them and, and being like, you know, wanting to like talk to them and stuff like that. And I just remember being like, man, I wish I looked like that. And so I thought, well, if I start to, you know, maybe not eat today because, you know, that's what you think of when you want to look skinny. You think, oh, I just won't eat for a couple of days and I'll be fine and then I'll look like that. And so I started to do that and it obviously started to ruin my running performance and how I thought of running and running became more of let me do this now to lose weight instead of something that was more of a passion or something that I like love to do instead. So how old were you do you think when when all this started? Um, I was probably around the age of 16 or I say like 15 or 16 probably more of like 16 my sophomore year um, just trying to you know learn to love myself, but also not knowing what I was doing was wrong. Um, I think when I was that age that eating disorders were not talked about, um, especially in my school, I never heard of anyone having one, nor did I know the signs of an eating disorder. So it was just at that age, I just thought that, well, if I want to lose weight, which was talked about, obviously, um, all I had to do was eat less or not eat at all and I didn't think there was anything wrong with that per se right did anyone notice like your parents or, or teachers or other students um nobody in my school I don't think noticed um there was a time in while we were running in cross country so when we would do for cross country practice we would start our practices um probably around July before school started because cross country runs usually in the fall time so we would start practice in July and we would go there um, at least a couple times a week during the summertime and we would run in the afternoon. And I remember this one time um, I hadn't eaten for a couple of days probably and I actually fainted while running for practice and my coach just thought, oh, it's because of the heat because it was so hot that day. And I, you know, I knew it wasn't because of that, but I also again, didn't think I had a problem. So I was just like, Oh, I just, I just need to eat something real small and I'll be fine. Um, and you know, my parents found out and it was like that, of course. And I think that my mom might've known something was up, but also didn't want to 
assume something and then push it on me. So we didn't really talk about it. And of course, at that time I was still living at home. So it was harder to hide it. And I would just say I was eating when I wasn't or, you know, started to pick up, um, you know, I got heavily addicted to like laxative pills and those were easy to go buy at the store before, you know, going to school and just picking them up and taking those while no one else was around. Um, so I would do that kind of stuff, but I wouldn't say anyone at school really noticed. And even at home, like I said, if they did notice, it wasn't really talked about. So I was pretty good at hiding things. And I'm pretty, pretty good at hiding things even now. Like no one really knows that I'm struggling with something because I've always have a smile on my face. So I'm pretty good at putting that mask on and, and pretending like everything's okay. Yeah. Um, which actually leads me to my next question. So you, assuming you were trying to hide this, probably you at this point knew that you were doing something on purpose because you're going to the store getting laxatives, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. I guess uh, the situation got worse after you graduated when, when you were not in living at home anymore. Is that true? Or if you don't mind sharing, can you explain what your day to day was like at the time at, at what point did you realize that you were sick and you actually needed to seek help? Yeah, so I moved out of my house when I was around probably the age of like 19, 20. So right after high school, I went to a community college for a couple of years and was still living at home during that time. And then I finally went and got a full-time nanny job and I was able to make enough money to move out and live on my own. And I lived in an apartment and I started to get into more of the gym at that point. So I started to get more into weightlifting as well as running. So when you do that, obviously, and you're in the gym, you see a lot more people that are going to influence you into thinking of what your body should look like. And I'd say at that point when I moved out, that is when my eating disorder got extremely more worse and just scary to the point of I probably could have died and I probably honestly should have at that point because of what I was doing to my body um, so I was diagnosed with bulimia which is a type of eating disorder where you will consume a lot of food at once um, usually like kind of like a binge and then you will do whatever it takes to get rid of it whether that's ex excess working out or um, making yourself throw up or um, like I would do laxative so I kind of did a combination of all of those at once and um, I don't know if, if you guys have ever heard of taking excessive laxatives, but it's very, very damaging to your body. And you can actually like damage your organs during doing that. Or if you're making yourself throw up a lot, it's just like bad on your teeth and on your stomach with all the acid. So you can eventually kill yourself by doing this. And I was starting to get to that point. Um, you know, I would hide it in my own apartment because I lived alone. So it's even easier to hide what I was doing and I could binge and no one would see and then I would feel guilty and then I would either throw up or take laxatives because I was easier than to just eat a healthy balanced diet. And I didn't even know what that was at the time living on my own. I didn't know what it meant to be healthy and to have that healthy mindset. I would just eat an abundance of food and then feel super guilty about it and then go for a really, really long run and starve myself and just, you know, throw up because I thought, well, this is how it's supposed to be. And I want to be skinny so bad. And that's what I thought was healthy was to be skinny. I didn't know at the time that I know now that healthy doesn't always mean 
to be small. It, it can be so many other different things. And I think when I was living on my own, that was probably when it was worse. And it got to a point where I almost had to go to the emergency room because my stomach was hurting so bad. I remember being at work and just being in so much pain and finally calling my parents and telling them like what I had been doing. And I think they knew obviously at this point because I was started to look very sick and was obviously showing signs of, you know, an eating disorder where I was, you know, dealing with uh, some depression and just um, the way I was looking was starting to not look very healthy. And so I think that with all that on top of it, finally calling my parents and telling them like, hey, this is what I've been doing and going, you know, talking about going to the emergency room because of it, I finally seeked help and saw a therapist. And ever since then, that is just what's been helping me during my recovery. I honestly don't think I would be where I am today without the help of my therapist because this is a disease that you cannot deal with on your own. Um, I think that if you do have any disorder, you have to have help and you need the strength of your family and friends and a professional to help you get through this. This is not something that you can fight on your own. Yeah, wow. That's, I mean, I've had girlfriends in high school that had all sorts of eating disorders and, and I, yeah, it, it took something like the emergency room or a major intervention for them to recognize and then seek help. So I'm pretty impressed that you figured that out on your own. That's, you know, that's not, not something that usually happens. It typically takes other people or something else to, you know, mm -hmm. get you to that point. So I'm glad you, you were able to seek help when it was, when it was time. So it sounded like you were still running and going to the gym, but obviously now you're running for a different reason. It might've had a little shift in your mind. Is that right? Like how did you, how does running feel today compared to when you were going through all this? So running today, it has taken a long time and obviously um, with an eating disorder, just like any other addiction, I'm still in recovery. So I have my days where my thoughts will still go back to those times. And I will notice now when I can feel myself starting to head back towards that direction and I'll just shift it right away and think about something differently. Um, but it is an everyday um, battle in itself. Um, and I think that running has become somewhat of a stress reliever for me. It's kind of like my own therapy that I can do on my own. And running now has felt just so much more amazing because I don't look at it in a way to lose weight. Um, you know, when I'm feeling stressed or I feel like just really sad or, you know, I don't feel good that day, I'll just go out for a run. And the endorphins that you get from running, it's just the best feeling. After you've done a long run, you just feel so accomplished and you feel so much better. And I look more running now as goals than I do of let me lose weight. So let me go out for a run because I need to lose some weight. Obviously, when you run, you're going to, you know, become a lot more healthier. And that's what I want now. I'm at a point in my life where I just want to be healthy. I could really care less about how my body is because I know that I'm putting good food into it now and I'm taking care of it. And I'm working out and running and I just feel so much healthier and my runs have become so much better. And that's the thing. It's like, you know, when you're eating a healthy way and you're being healthy about it, your runs are going to feel so much better because when I was doing what I was doing, my workouts and my running were suffering. 
and they would be awful. And I wouldn't even have the energy most of the time to work out or to run because I was like not eating or taking, you know, tons of laxatives, which just deplete everything. So now it's just such a better, so much better of a feeling to go out and run and just feel healthy and to feel like, you know what, I woke up today and I, you know, have overcome this eating disorder and that alone in itself is just an amazing feeling. Um, anytime that you come over an addiction, you can wake up every day and just, you know, thank God that you're still here and that you're overcoming whatever you may be going through. Yeah. And you said your, your mom's a runner as well. Do you guys run together? Yeah. So sometimes we do run together. Um, most of the time we'll sometimes run separately because I still live on my own. So I usually just get up in the morning and run, but we do love to do like races together. I think out of everyone in the family, me and her will do most of the races together. And we've done a half marathon together. Um, and I think that's just something that we can share in our relationship together. We're very close. And so that's something that we can bond over and something that we both enjoy a lot together. So it's kind of like spending time together, but also doing something that we both love at the same time. That's awesome. Um, so how do you feel today and, and what's next for you in, in running, do you think? Your goals? Uh, yeah, so today I feel really good. I feel like I'm in probably in the best place I've been my whole life. Um, I feel very accomplished. I feel very strong. Like I said earlier, of course, I have days where I don't feel that way, but it's more positive days. And I feel like the negative uh, lately with my health and working out and my body image. And I think for running, I would definitely love to do more races. Um, my goal is to do maybe another half marathon probably next year or in the future. I would obviously love to do a full marathon. Um, I think that is just <laughs> amazing and always something that I've thought about doing. Um, and of course, it's hard right now with uh, coronavirus and everything like that with doing races, but I've tried to do some like virtual races and I love doing stuff like that and especially a lot of 5Ks that have a lot of meaning or good fundraisers behind it. Um, I just did a domestic violence 5K race and that raises money for people that suffer from domestic violence and that kind of relationship. So I love to be able to do stuff like that. So that is a lot more meaningful to me. And I love to be able to just do those kind of races. And like I said, probably like a half marathon. Um, I've also gotten into hiking. So I love to go out and hike and run the like mountain areas as well and getting into that. So I just have a lot of different things that I would like to do into running and just being able to accomplish all those in a healthy way in the next year or two. Yeah, I love it. I love trail running. It's one of my favorite things to do for sure. It's nice to get a break from, you know, the p pounding the pavement, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. So did I see that you're getting or recently got a new puppy? Yeah, so I finally, you know, I've always wanted a dog. Um, me and my family, we have a dachshund um, as a family dog and I have always wanted a dog my whole life. Um, and ever since I moved out, I've always wanted one, but it just never felt like the right time. So finally, you know, now that I have a house and I have a better job that has better hours, I was like, okay, it's time. So I found a breeder um, and she breeds miniature dachshunds. So he will be a little miniature dachshund and he's going to be 
what's called like a blue tan coloring. Um, it's a little bit rare of a coloring for a dachshund. You don't usually see that coloring a lot. So he's very um, expensive, but also very cute. And yes, he was born last week, last Thursday. So he is a week and a day old now. And oh. he's he coming home August 18th. So I'm oh very excited. <laughs> what's I his don't, name? Um, his name is going to be Hennessy Rain which means Hennessy as obviously an alcohol, but it also means uh, strength. And I just thought, what a perfect name for a dog that is going to mean a lot to me. And that obviously strength is a very powerful word in my book because of everything that I've gone through. Um, so I think that is perfect fitting for him. I'm not sure if he's going to be a runner, but he might be able to <laughs> watch me run. <laughs> yeah, his legs are might be a little too short. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> did you pick the name or was did that come sort of from the breeder in a way um, no so my mom actually um, found the name and um you know we have a middle name for my, my dog shadow and so we thought well Hennessy is like just has so many meanings behind it and a little bit with my heritage with it's a like French cognac with it's got from a Scot Scotland man made it or something like that but the meaning of strength is behind it. And then Rain, his middle name, is obviously like a king. And obviously, he's going to be the king of the household, probably at my house. And he'll be spoiled. So it just fit perfectly for him. And I didn't want something very, like, common or something that was just, you know, basic for a dog. And I want something a little different. And so we thought of that. And I love it. So <laughs> I love it. I'm really excited for you. Yeah, he's definitely going to be the king. Yeah. <laughs> Can relate. <laughs> um, well, awesome. Let's uh, let's go into some closing questions, maybe. Okay. Uh, what has been your proudest moment in life and in running? My proudest moment in life has probably been, um, honestly, the day that I finished my half marathon for running. Probably that. I don't know. Um, how many people who are listening has ever done a half marathon or even a marathon I'm sure but when you run 13 miles like that straight with no break um, that is the hardest thing I probably have ever done physically the mental aspect of it is just so incredible because you're halfway through running and especially at the six seven mile mark you're like okay I've got this like we're halfway through and then you get to that 10 mile and there's just something about that 10 mile marker that just kills you. And knowing that you only have technically like a 5k left, but it is like pushing through that pain, even though your legs are like numb and you're tired and you're thirsty and you just want to like stop running. And it's like pushing through that point and knowing that, you know, at the end that you did it and you push through that physical pain, that is to me is like the best feeling ever. Um, because it reminds me a lot of my mental health and my proudest moment was overcoming my eating disorder and knowing that I had a problem and overcoming that pain and telling somebody and getting the help that I needed. Um, you know, coming, coming to the terms that I had a problem and going to a therapist was probably one of the bravest things I've ever had to do. And one of the hardest things I ever had to do, because you have to admit that you have a problem and no one likes to admit when they're wrong or when they have an addiction to something. So I think that the half marathon was kind of a mental explanation to me to show me that if I can overcome this running pain and knowing that I can finish this and finish it strong, 
also means I can finish my mental health strong as well. And even when it gets hard, I know that I can push through and persevere and come out so much stronger on the end. And I'll be able to look back and know that, hey, you overcame this. So if you can overcome this, you can overcome anything in life that throws at you. Yeah, I love that. And I can totally relate to the last two or three miles in the half marathon. It doesn't matter, I think, how long the race is. The last two or three miles are always the killer. <laughs> I know, I know. Because it's like, you know, you're almost done. But right, exactly. Those couple and miles. in your brain, you're just like, okay, I need to get through this. And for some reason, they're the most painful miles. But exactly. yeah, but you're right. Like getting through those and, and breaking through that barrier, because there is a barrier. And um, running through that and finishing strong, whether, you know, figuratively or uh, literally is, is, yeah, I, I can relate. So mm -hmm. what are some of the most important lessons you learned from running um, between high school track and now? Oh, that's a good question. Um, so I think the most important lessons I've learned, and I want to share this for any woman or men, because men also suffer from eating disorders as well. It's not as common, but I think for girls is that running and anything with physical activity should be something that you do because you love it, not because you want to lose a bunch of weight. I think that the best lesson that I've learned is that running is supposed to be something fun and something that, you know, if you are a runner, you either love running or you hate it. There is no most of the time in between. Um, and so if you do love running to keep that love with it, not to use it as a oh, I only want to run because I just want to lose weight and that's it because then you'll become to the point where you'll become obsessed with it and it'll only be about physicalness instead of mental. And I think the most important lesson that I've learned is that I just need to learn to love running and it can just be such a therapy and a stress reliever for me and not as much as the physical aspect of it. When you run a lot, obviously you're going to become healthier and lose weight sometimes if that's what you need or if that's what your body wants. And I think that from high school, the mindset that I had of just wanting to look like other girls and running a lot just to look like them. And now instead I run for myself. That's probably been the best lesson that I've learned is that now I run for me and not for anybody else or anyone else's approval or how I'm supposed to be looking. And I just run because I feel like it. And if there are days where I don't feel like running, I just won't. And I won't push myself and I'll do it when I want to instead of feeling the need to have to do it. And I think that's something that I've really learned. When I was in high school, I would do it because I felt the need I had to in order to lose weight or to look like those other women. And now I feel like I run when I want to do it. If I don't want to wake up and I don't want to run that day or I don't feel you know, energized enough or my body feels tired or sore, I don't force myself to do it. I say, okay, you know, we're just going to go for a walk now instead, or I'll just take a rest day. I won't do anything today. I'll just take it easy and be lazy. And that's okay. I think that we always feel the need to have to keep going, going, going. And sometimes with running, you can become obsessed with it where you feel, oh, I have to run today. I have to run today. And there's nothing that ever says you have to do any of that. And so I think that's one of the best lessons I've learned is just doing it when I want to, not because I have to do it. Yeah, I, I actually love that answer because first of all, I completely agree with you that there's either you love it or you hate it. <laughs> um, 
I do think there is a transition for many people that when they start running, they do it out of a necessary, it's as a necessary evil and, you know, do it for, oh man, I need to get out to get some exercise in or something. Maybe not as extreme as you were describing what you went through in high school, but, and, and then once you start that running routine, it can totally turn into something that you love. That, and at least that's how it went for me. I mean, in the beginning I ran because I quit smoking and I was like, I need to get to a certain, you know, mileage so I can actually appreciate, start appreciating it. And now I'm totally like you running for my own stress relief. And I run when I feel like it, I walk when I don't, or I bike or whatever, I'll do something else. But, um, I know that I will feel so much better mentally after I finished a run. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. So last question, what would you tell someone who says I can, or I will never run, um, or running is for crazy people, <laughs> <laughs> which I get that a lot. A lot of people tell me they're like, Oh, I hate running. And then the fact that I tell them that I wake up at like four o'clock in the morning to run or work out, then they think I'm even crazier. But, um, I think that sometimes running in the morning like that is the best time for me. I love the feeling of being awake before anybody else is because it almost seems like the world is still asleep and it's still quiet. So it's just like, ugh, you're like, Oh, I'm up before the world gets busy and crazy. And so I think, um, I tell my friends all the time, I'm like, you know what, just go out and run. Even if you run like a mile and you run slash walk, just go out and just do it. And I promise you, you will feel so much better it's always so hard to start because it's hard to start anything that seems difficult, especially when it comes to physical activity. Obviously, when you first start doing anything, whether it's biking, running, or walking, or working out, or anything like that, it's always hard. It's never easy at first, but I promise you that when you start, even if you start slow, which is where you should start, is slow, it will feel so much better to know once you get into the routine of it, how much better you'll feel. And sometimes it just takes a couple of steps to get up in the morning and change that routine and just get out and just pushing yourself and saying, you know what? Nope, no more excuses today. I'm going to you know, get up and I'm going to do something, whatever it is that you want to get into. And I think that a lot of people will have just excuses of why they don't want to do something that they love, whether it is running or not, um, whether it, you know, it could be biking or just walking. Um, you know, sometimes you just have to get up and, and do it. And do something that you love to do or that you want to do. Um, obviously don't push yourself if that's not something that you're into, but I just, I hear my friends say all the time, like, Oh, I wish I could get into running, but I don't feel like I could. There is no stipulation or nobody says like, if you look like this, or if you're this age, or if you have this problem and you can't run, I have never seen a runner's book where it lists the things that you have to look like or things that you can't do in order to be a runner. I think that too many people put these high expectations on themselves to be a runner because they think, oh, well, if I'm not fast, then I can't run or I can't be a runner if I don't run long distance. I, I know some people that they'll run slash walk. They'll run a mile and then they'll walk a mile or they'll run a lap around the track and then they'll walk a lap. I don't think it matters as long as you're getting out there and doing something that you love that all you have to do is just take that first little step out. And I think that's what will just get you into the groove of it. And you'll learn to fall in love with running. Amen. Oh, I couldn't agree more. Yeah. I really 
love that answer. And um, I, I agree, when you run races, you see people in all shapes and sizes. It's amazing. And I love that, you know, people who don't, if you look at them, you don't think they're runners, but they consider themselves runners and they should because they are, they're out there doing it, right? So, mm -hmm. um, all right, so you're going on a long run this morning, yes? Yes. Um either a long run or a walk we'll see what happens <laughs> yeah. i love your uh you, the, the the what you said about um being up before everyone else is up and yeah. we're there right now so i think i when we hang up i'm gonna go for a run right now <laughs> exactly it's it's a bad feeling i i suggest everyone should wake up really early even though it's hard but you need to start with a little alarm clock and you wake up five minutes earlier than what you usually do that's usually how you can start that routine of waking up really early so I highly suggest that to everybody. It's the best feeling in the world. <laughs> Agreed. Well, thank you so much for spending time with me this morning and um, have a wonderful long 4th of July weekend. I hope you, you know well. the, weather, the weather cooperates and that you get out for some runs. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I really, really appreciate it. Yeah, I love that you, you know, share your message. I think um, it, it's so much easier to talk about issues if it's out in the open. I think um, sometimes people feel very alone in, mm -hmm. their, in their problems, but if they hear somebody like you speaking out about it, they might be more open to speak out about it for themselves and seek help if they need. And start exactly. running, of course. <laughs> exactly, and that's what I wanna be for a lot of, um, especially younger girls or one of my age is that they're not alone and that, that if, you know, if they need the help and everything like that, that I highly suggest reaching out to somebody, whether it's a friend or a family member, because at the end of the day, you are not alone in this and that you don't deserve to be struggling on this by yourself. Right. All right, Mackenzie, well, have a wonderful weekend. Thank you so much again. And um, yeah, let's keep in touch and yeah. maybe we'll do some half marathon together one day. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you so much. All right. Thank you, Mackenzie. Bye-bye. Mackenzie's story is unique in that she not only overcame her life-threatening eating disorder, but she was able to find solace in running, something she previously associated only with her illness. That is strength in its purest form. What an inspiration she is. Eating disorders are becoming so common, especially in this age of Instagram, and it's not an easy thing to admit to oneself, let alone someone else. Hopefully Mackenzie's courage to seek help and to openly talk about her bulimia can inspire those who are suffering in silence to speak out. If you've had challenges or obstacles in your life that you've conquered by getting into running, we would love to hear your story. To enter, just email us at quitxstartrunning at gmail.com or leave us a voice message with a brief introduction and an overview of your story. We look forward to receiving your submissions. Some final wrap-up notes before we go. In case you're looking for me and other corners of the World Wide Web, the best way to find me is on Facebook and Instagram under my name, Antonia De Heinrich. that is A-N-T-O-N-I-A-D-E-H-E-I-N-R-I-C-H and on the I Quit X and Started Running Facebook page. To subscribe to this podcast, simply go to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, or whichever your favorite podcast listening platform may be. 
Thank you so much for joining me today, and I look forward to welcoming you to my next episode on Monday, July 13th. Until then, my friends, quit whatever you're doing and start running.